Good morning, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. How are you doing? Absolutely fantastic. Oh my God, this movie is a presence. I've lived this life. Um, the I can relate with Cherry in so many ways because I was 17 and and my first wife was 16 and we went through this and and I wish I would have oh, had a wow. movie like this uh, because it would have helped me understand her side of the story. And but but yeah. you know we all become so selfish on on each other's sides, but we because we don't we don't have the teachers like a movie like Cherry. That is so beautiful. That literally gave me chills. <laughs> it, I mean, to play this role, um, though, emotionally, I mean, my God, I cannot, I, I, I don't know how you made it through some, some of those scenes because it, it is very emotional. Yeah, it, it is. Um, in it, I was really lucky to have so many people who were willing to be kind of just open references for me. It's actually our director, Sophie Gallibert's personal story. Oh, oh and, God. Um, yeah, so she was very... Um, open and when we would shoot something maybe if it if it didn't feel quite right to her it didn't feel quite right to me we had a really great dialogue of you know how, how can we find a solution and we worked with Planned Parenthood and reached out to people who had made the decision and also people who didn't make the decision so it it was a lot of you know kind of just listening to other people and I actually really love that you say that it was helpful for for you because I also think that you know there is something for men to take from this movie as well. Yeah, you, you you talk about the Planned Parenthood. I was there. I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like mm-hmm. that. And I and there, and if if guys and girls do not come forward after seeing this movie just so they can relieve that stress that they've held on to for all of these years or even months, because it's yeah. got to be talked about these personal journeys. And 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 the thing is, is that I, I I'm not I, I don't call anything a mistake because the child that came from this has gone on to great things. And it's like what yeah. what happened here? Yeah, I mean. It's that's kind of what we wanted to shine a little bit of a light on, too, because I think a lot of times you see an abortion movie and it's surrounded by something super traumatic Mm -hmm. like rape or incest or just, you know, the worst of the worst. And that isn't the case a lot of times. I mean, it's so often it's, you know, an accident or like even my sister the other day was talking about how she was on birth control and she had been taking antibiotics and she didn't find out for six months that they cancel each other out that the antibiotics she was on. So it is so easy to have an accidental pregnancy. And like, I think a lot of times we don't hear the stories of like, this was just an accident. And a lot of times women don't talk about it because there's so much shame there. Whereas, you know, if it's um, something that's like, you know, quote unquote, the the exception rules, um, I think people have a lot more sympathy for that. And, you know, it, that, that I think that narrative builds a lot. It like just compacts the shame for women who are going through an abortion or making those choices. And I mean, now, God, I can't even imagine because right. you have these girls who are going through this sometimes alone, like Cherry, and then they don't even know if they have access or if they can safely achieve getting an abortion or legally. And, you know, it's it's just important now more than ever, I think. Yeah. The the uh, like the, the scene where where Cherry is is so filled with emotion and falls face first onto the bed right away. I, I just envisioned uh, my first wife doing the same exact thing because, I mean, she didn't have a close relationship with her parents. And and, and, mm-hmm. and she did. She felt like that. You know, I'm, I'm lost. I'm alone. And I, I felt I could fix it by going, OK, look, at even though it's illegal for us to get married in the state of Montana at 17 and 16, we ran away to Wyoming because I thought I could fix this alone that both of us were in. 
Wow. Oh my God. I mean, it it's so hard because I feel like there's just, if you don't have that family support system right. already just locked in tight, there are just so many challenges everywhere. And also thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I'm telling you, Cherry's going to do that. There, people are going to be on social yeah. media talking about this, and and this is going to be a subject. This this is a mile marker film because we don't get films like this that talk about real human. Ad, I don't want to say adventures, but but experiences. Mm. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think that was part of what we were really kind of searching for is to have someone that was relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that like we've had some people who are like, I was so frustrated by her, but because I see a lot of my, I see a lot of myself in her. Um, so that actually really means so much that you, I mean, you've had such a, such a great response and understand her. I mean, I really, I can't tell you how much that means. It's so kind. How did you connect with Cherry? I mean, did, did you, did you meet somebody? I mean, I mean, I realized the director mm-hmm. was there, but, but, but I mean, you can't just come out and say, tell me your story. Just, just let me listen to you speak. I, I, I can pull it in. Hmm. I connected to her because I, I saw a lot of myself in her. I mean, like if your relationship isn't perfect with your parents, she's relatable. If you're, if you're not really loving your job and you don't feel like you're really good at anything yet, and you just feel generally unstable, maybe the wrong relationship. I mean, I've been all of those girls at a lot of points in my life. And so it was really easy to identify with those things and just kind of drop in. And what's really special is you get to see her do all of those things. You see how she reacts with her mother and her sister and her grandmother Mm. and her boyfriend and who like it's you really see how little trust she has in so many people but yet she really wants to people please and make them happy and she wants to make herself happy and I think it's still really great because um the sister scene is actually is definitely my favorite scene I mean my sister is my favorite person in the world and um I think that it's really interesting to see the dynamics with all of those women in her life um, because you see, you know, what kind of parent her mom is and you see like who she really only feels comfortable enough to say anything to is her grandmother who has dementia. And so out of all the people in her life, I think that's really a statement of, you know, this is the person that I'm going to have this conversation with. Well, and facing all of that at such a young mm-hmm. age and, and, you know, and, yeah. you know, being up where I am right now to, to go back and to talk with Cherry, say, look, 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 this is only a page in a book. This is only a page. You can, you can make yeah. it through this storm because I mean, and, and maybe that's the father figure coming out in me when I, when I see a, a, a Cherry story, but the thing is, mm-hmm. and what, what I saw also, yes, it's sad. But I also saw strength. I saw something that is going to change girls' lives as well as guys. Yeah. I mean, there is, I mean, there is so much power in being a woman and taking control of your body and your life and making these decisions for her. Because I think that's what's so important is she wasn't relying on anyone else really to 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 make a decision for her. And I think she's been kind of going with the flow of whatever direction life pushes her. And she, I mean, she really came into herself. And I think that's a really beautiful way to see someone just growing up. 
the director, when, when you say that, it, that it's based on her story, is she a writer? Mm-hmm. Is, is she a journalist? Because, I mean, I mean, the reason why I bring that up is because I've, I'm a daily writer, 29 years, every single day. Mm. And it's, it's like for a story to come out like this, I mean, she had to have the courage, the confidence, and the guts to put something like this out there and then to connect her name to it. Yeah, it, it's really, I'm, I'm impressed by her every time we even just have a discussion and do our Q&As and um, it's amazing. She, she did write, she co-wrote it with um, Arthur Cohen and um, she's also a French writer. So I think that a lot of times she would be like, does this make sense to you as an American? And I'm like, yes, Sophie, that does make sense to me. Um, so, I mean, because I think you also see there's a lot of French flavor once you start watching it. And, you know, we've seen the movie so many times now. I re- She just has her stamp all over it. It is so uniquely Sophie's and so beautiful because I've never seen anything like it. And I mean, the colors are so warm and despite being such a heavy movie there is so much fun and like I think the first time we saw it with an audience we really weren't expecting many laughs Mm -hmm. and at the end people were coming up and they were like that was actually a really funny movie and we're like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) okay good (laughs) but it's kind of true to life because you know when something happens life still has to move on you still have to carry through and sometimes even when you're at your lowest, things are still kind of funny. When you go to a Tribeca, when you're there with that, that with the with the mm-hmm. real people, is that a nail biter? How how do you sit with the people? I work for a movie promotions company. I'm on the I'm I'm part of the team that sets up that red carpet. I, I don't get to go into the film until everybody has sat down. But maybe, but you as the oh, wow. actor, what what happens? I am so nervous. I don't know. Yeah. I almost kind of black out, to be honest with you. Um, I, yeah, it's because it's it's just so personal. I mean, just to have someone really see you feel all of these things is it just felt different. I, I, I'm not sure what I was really expecting with this one, but I mean, it really it, it's just very exposing. And I am kind of on edge, you know, when people are watching like having my husband watch me make out with someone else was also like a very jarring experience. And, um, he also works in the industry. So he was like, this is no big deal. But I was like, (gasps) like having a heart attack. And, um, I don't know, even if I hear people laugh, sometimes that makes me insecure or don't, they don't laugh. And I mean, there's, it's, it's really weird and every audience is different. Mm. So every experience is different and talking about it. I mean, the photo calls, all of it is just kind of a, it's a new thing for me. It's a new skill that I'm learning um, and I guess kind of coping with at the same time. Oh, those moments on the screen. I mean, Howard Stern talks about that all the time. He says, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how that's healthy for a relationship. And then, and even Brooke Shields talked about it with her and Andre Agassi. I mean, it's like, oh my God, how do you put yourself in that moment? I, I don't know how, how you even come out of a moment like that. I, I mean, if you find out, let me know. I'm open to any tips you have. <laughs> so now when, when you're reading the script, how do you digest it? Do you Because in, in radio, when I get a script, I, I sit there and I start asking the questions. Who is my reader? Who is my viewer? Who, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. How old are they? Where are they living at? I, I automatically start trying to figure out who is going to be experiencing this with me. What, what do you do? Music is actually really important for me. So I will read the script um, in in its entirety, you know, 
like I, I put my phone away. I don't want any distractions. And so I'll read it maybe a couple of times. And then I start curating a playlist mm-hmm. for that character. And so I kind of start doing, I start doing the work then. And I start kind of building the world and, you know, trying to figure out who she is. And then a lot of times the scenes that I'll have are like super connected to certain songs. And so I'll listen to that. Even like when I'm skating, sometimes I'm listening to the music. And um, that is, I guess that's kind of my process for everything. But I mean, especially for Cherry, because it is so kind of musical in a way. I mean, and we also shot in these really long takes. So you had to be really dropped in. We we shot our movie in seven long sequences. And um, those were, you know, 15 to 27 minute takes. So it re- you really couldn't afford to blow one. You had to be 100% dropped in. And a huge part of that was the music. It's almost like you run a live stage, like like you were in in yeah. New York. I mean, because I mean, when you go that long, you, especially with with all the the perfectionists that are out there in the movie industry, to go that long, I mean, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was. I, I tell Sophie all the time, this is the hardest movie that I will ever do, um, <laughs> because the challenges is just unreal. Um, because you know, and that was also kind of I had to let things go as an actor because something could happen you know, five minutes in, but we still have, you know, 15 more minutes to shoot and you can't reset. You have to just roll with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody dropped a line or, I mean, it really is, it was like you say, theater, it was the hardest parts of film and theater combined because we weren't shooting any insert shots. So if it was really important for me to like grab the pregnancy test, for instance, I had to be aware of where the camera was and make sure that I was in frame and like lining up. So there was like kind of some puppetry and it was, it was a really, really tough movie to shoot, to be honest, for that reason, just because, I mean, the rehearsal had to be just absolutely perfect in order for us to shoot because, you know, with the time frame of how long it takes to shoot one, to then review it, to then reset you really only have 10 or 11 chances to get the shot that day. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the research on the number of people that are that are going to watch Cherry and go, I've been to that street. I've been to that part. I know exactly where they filmed this because you guys did it in some very familiar areas, especially when I saw those palm trees. Oh, my God. I've been yeah. on that road. <laughs> yeah, that was um, Sophie really wanted this to be her love letter to L.A. because she, as I said, she's a French director and LA was really the first place where she felt at home. Yeah. And she loves the colors of LA and she she's such an east sider. She wanted it, which is also like the least practical place to roller skate, I want to <laughs> say in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> and so she was like I want it to do the east side and I was like great and it is so true to like real LA. Um she didn't want it to be like the beautiful like Hollywood sign like the classic iconic LA she yeah, wanted yeah. it to feel real and I think that I mean I think she killed it oh absolutely I mean even even the night scenes because my daughter graduated mm-hmm. from UCLA so I I know that, that that town really well and it's just it's just it it just embraces a moment in your personal life because you know for for, for two years there we all disconnected from the world now a movie yeah. like this you know when you when you look at the background scene all of a sudden you're we're being taken somewhere yeah Oh, that is so that is so nice to hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like that too. I think when I watch it now, um, I've been in Atlanta 
I've been in Atlanta for the last like four months and I hadn't been home in a while. And when I watched this movie at our screening yesterday, I mean, it really did feel like I was home. It really does just kind of drop you, mm-hmm. drop you right in the middle. Being down there in Atlanta, you know, that NFL draft is coming up and we get the first round draft pick up here in Charlotte. Come on. Come on. I mean, those Falcons, <laughs> those Falcons have got to go down. All right. Those dirty birds are dirty birds. <laughs> Listen, I have I have no dog in this race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, Charlotte and Atlanta have always competed against each other. So I mean, the only thing I I don't want from Atlanta is Spaghetti Junction. I, I you keep it. I don't want anything like that in this town. <laughs> I feel that that's my my husband and I say that all the time because LA makes sense. It's just like a grid. Yeah, and you know, Atlanta is it's like someone just threw noodles on a wall and said, "Make it roads." <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) You and I have got something in common, and that is we like to go for long walks with our dogs. I call it a transition walk because as a creative mind, you've got to be able to let the universe move through you while you're you're walking with your dog. Because I think that we are their pet. A dog is, is our owner, and they're taking care of us. Oh, yeah. I mean, I honestly, I would die for my dogs. I We just got a new puppy last last month now yeah it's almost been a full month uh because our 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 baby rosie she's a retriever collie mix and Mm. she just turned 11 i know so she we had to get her we had to get her a friend and honestly it has been the best thing because now she she's eating all of her food she's running around (laughs) they'll play tug of war for like i don't know they'll play tug of war for like an hour like a full hour and it is so worth it i did forget how terrible it is to have a puppy they are so (laughs) cute but like his name is Milo, but we ended up call, like we call him Milo Turbo. I guess that's his government name now. And so <laughs> when he's in turbo mode, there is I mean, he makes a fool of us. We're running around chasing him. But I mean, it's all worth it. They're they're the best. Oh, she's in the studio with me all the time. And so that you'll always hear her like it. I always feel like that she's judging me because she'll go. Rrr. I'm going, Jazzy, it wasn't that bad of a question. Come on. Give me give me some room here. <laughs> Oh, I know the groans. I know the groans well. <laughs> now, we all know that when, when you make a movie like Cherry, we're, we're promoting it mm-hmm. because it because it, it's it's available for all viewers. But what, what are you currently working on that you can talk about? Or is it something that you still have that non-disclosure? Still have a non-disclosure, but I do have my Netflix show yes. that is streaming uh, with Zoe Saldana, and it's a Hello Sunshine project. And our director is also just... She's amazing. Her name's Nzinga Stewart. And um, it was a really great project to be a part of. We got to go to Italy, which was, Uh. you know, insane. Um, And I don't know. It's also a very sad story, though. So if you like buckle up, if you're going to watch it, you will absolutely be sobbing. But it's still a great story. I mean, I feel like I've been really lucky this last year to have just so many great projects drop and people watch them which is a new thing Freaky, for me kind of weird isn't it <laughs> yeah super weird <laughs> you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future the door is always going to be open for you that is so kind thank you so much and also thank you for sharing your story that really did mean a lot to me well I, you're going to hear a lot more because like i said before cherry is a conversation starter and it's going to help yeah. heal a lot of people oh thank you so much well you be brilliant today okay Thank you, you too.